Welcome to Tales from the Tenacious Agents. Each week, we deliver the best tips and tricks to build your real estate business in today's market without breaking the bank. Now, here's your host, Andrea Curry. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, I am joined again with the lovely Renee Livesey, who is, uh, well, who, who are you, Renee? How long have you been with us at J.B. Goodwin? I've been with J.B. Goodwin seven years now. That's awesome. Long time. Lots of change. Lots of change. Um, And change in a good way. Um, Updating systems, updating support. And that's actually what we're going to talk about today. So um, in this market shift that we've seen, um, having support is very, very important. Um, Renee, what partners do you feel like are the most important to have to run a successful real estate uh, business. Definitely, I think having a great lender partner that you can rely on and a title company that you can go to with questions. And that's kind of both sides, whether you're representing a buyer or seller, you really need to have smooth transactions and transitions on both sides. Yeah, for sure. so let's talk about the the lender aspect uh, real quick and dive a little bit deeper into that. So um, what would you say is really important to be looking out for for a lender partner to help build your business? Um, I just think someone that's going to provide some training, um, maybe some first-time homebuyer classes just to get kind of the word out. If someone's starting to look for a house, like what's the first step they should do? And it's definitely to get pre-qualified or have a game plan for the next six months or whatever it might be they need to get done before they can buy a house. Yeah, for sure. Are you just having Mm -hmm. just having like um, little mortgage calculators and an app is super helpful too. You know, if they're not available to like do a loan estimate for you at midnight and you want to do it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's always whenever they want uh, a client wants to see it is way past operating hours for loan officers. Um, so what what would you say is the difference between um, having a loan originator versus a um, loan officer? So I think one would help like really to get the business kind of in the door. And then the other would really help with the nitty gritty of all the details and what it takes and just setting expectations on, you know, you're going to get asked for your pay stubs. You're going to get asked for your bank account information and all that kind of stuff and just setting the right expectations for what they should expect to go through. Yeah. With the clients for sure. Um, And so the loan originator would help you to actually uh, bring a client that is on the fence from active looking and actively getting into um, a pre-approval mode. And then mm-hmm. the loan officer is the one that really puts together the file. So it's it's not just a one-person show. So that is something that I would say, make sure if um, you're working with a lender, um, a lending company, to ask the questions of, Okay, so who's who's actually the team? You have a loan originator, you have the loan officer, then you've got the processor, 
and the underwriter and the loan um, op- the loan officer could be also the processor. So those two things could be the same, one and the same. Um, and then where is your underwriter located? That's a big question that I like to ask because if the loan um, underwriter is in, say, a different state in a different time zone, you're going to have issues with communication typically because you have different working hours. So you're going to want information for your client's going to want information first thing in the morning. And if they're on East Coast, that's no problem. But if they're on the West Coast, um, you're going to have issues, you you know, because the, the day doesn't start until two hours after you've already been up and about and your clients up and about. So that is a big question. Um, anytime that you're working with a, a lending company. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I always recommend to my clients to do a local lender that you could get their cell phone number and you can call them on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Always. For sure. For sure. Um, well, let's switch gears over to the other big uh, helper for building a real estate business and that's uh title. So what, uh, what's important in working with a title company? Um, on the seller side, I think it's really important to work with a title company that will get the title open before you put it to market. So you know if there's liens on it or anything unexpected. So then you can, again, kind of just set those expectations for your seller on, on what it's going to be. I think in the past few years, we just threw houses on the market and they would sell so fast without doing kind of our due diligence Mm -hmm. um, behind it. And that's really important to do for the buyer and the seller. So everyone's on the same page. And title companies have a lot of resources that we can use. As a a listing agent, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then on the buy side, what are you looking for? I'm looking for, again, communication. I think that what you were saying about being in your same time zone, I think that's really important too, to have a title company that communicates with all parties mm-hmm. um, and keeps everyone up to date and keeps everyone on the right timeline and all that. Um, it's very frustrating when you have a title company that's not responding and not giving you information. And I find that a lot with builders, title companies um, oh don't communicate gosh. very well. Yes. Oh, it's, it's rough. Like there are certain builders that you're just like, this is going to be a rough transaction because, you know, the, the title company is not going to be responsive or they're going to come at the 11th hour of a transaction and be like, oh, we're missing this, this, and this. And you're like, wait, exactly. Ah. And you're scrambling or your client's scrambling. So um, setting that expectation with the client as well and explaining that, hey, we're going with a new build and they're going to require if we go through their title company, this is what we can expect. Um, But the benefit is a lot of times builders will pay for all of the title policy and the extras um, that you wouldn't necessarily get in a resale. So there's given to not. Yeah, you can always pull in another title company, to, even on a new construction house, yep. and just compare the two fees. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's talk about uh, title apps. Title apps; those have been a big thing for different title companies uh, rolling out title apps. And um, what are your thoughts on that? Those. Yeah. So um, Austin Title has some fun little apps you can use. They have little um, 
they make a social media post really easy um, where you can just throw in a just sold or just listed or happy St. Patrick's Day or whatever. So they make that easy and they have tons of little calculators. If you're the buyer, the seller, what your net's going to be, all that's super helpful. Um, I've had a couple clients that, you know, geek out with the numbers, like they want to know to the penny what it is. So I've just forwarded the title app to them and they can punch in all the calculations that they want. So, and then something cool that they've, that they've rolled out and other title companies have it. And I'm sure as well, but uh, they specifically have rolled out a new app for when you're in the process of closing the loan. And uh, the, there's an app that keeps you updated every milestone that is reached. So when an HOA um, docs are released, when title commitments released, uh, when the survey has been approved, all of these milestones that occur during the transaction, all parties get notified through the app, which is phenomenal. That's been something that you're no longer having to call in and be like, hey, where where are we with that? It's like, nope, you can just log into the, the app and then it shows you where you are. And then also uh, it allows you to store all of that information on a um, protected server that is there for you whenever, Um, years and years and years after closing, you can still open up the app and just go to that file and click on, you know, that survey and it's there. So that's a big thing that um, you're able to reuse those um, things when it, when you go and relist a property working on the buy side, you know? Definitely. Awesome. Well, I think that is all we have to cover today. Thank you so much, Renee, for uh, taking some time out and chatting with me um, and have a great one. Thank you. You've been listening to Tales from the Tenacious Agent. Be sure to visit and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you appreciate the show, jump over to iTunes and give us a review. It really does help us out. Join us again next time for more real estate business tips and tricks from industry pros. Thanks for listening.